What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am the Slow Chemical. I have a special guest on today. I told you guys. You guys also. I've also been asking about it. Me bringing on collectors and one collector. We're still trying to work some issues out. He doesn't actually speak English, so I have a friend of mine who's actually going to come in and actually translate. I don't know how it's going to be in po podcast format, but we're going to try it. But anyways, I have my first collector on a guy who I've uh, I met. I don't know how we started following each other, but we 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 follow each other now. Um, we talk collecting all the time, and I definitely appreciate uh, knowing him because his, his photos on Instagram are are really really cool. So I have Dylan here, and um, his Instagram is Figure Four Photos. So if you want to follow him and check it out, I'm sure he'll appreciate it. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, Ryan. How about you, man? I am fantastic. So let's get right into it. Have you always been an action figure collector? Collector, because you collect more. Than wrestling figures. You, the other day, I think I just commented on your Muhammad Ali, which looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I had an older brother when I was growing up, and he had uh, he had all the fun stuff when I was little that he wouldn't let me play with <laughs> because they were his. Right. <laughs> um, so he had like GI Joes and the old school like first release Kenner Star Wars stuff, and uh, even stuff from masters of the universe and you know just all that really really classic mm. stuff that people pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars per figure for he he had all of that stuff when we were growing up so i think i probably just started stealing his stuff and playing with it early on you know mm. okay so now that you got into that, what made you start getting in, getting your own collection? Because a lot of people don't realize how expensive of a habit it can be, especially if you don't actually know what you're looking for. Right. Um, so I guess the first uh, the first things that I bought probably were wrestling, like things that I bought on my own. I used to get a uh, a weekly allowance. And I was fortunate enough to, like, live near a Toys R Us. <laughs> and I had a bowling league, like, every... I had a bowling league every day on Saturday, which was right fucking next to the Toys R Us. So we would walk, we'd just walk over there afterwards, and, you know, $5 could buy you a wrestling figure back in the day. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would almost always spend my money on. Okay, that's awesome. So, how long have you been a wrestling fan? All your life, or did you come in later on? Uh, one of my earliest memories is actually wrestling. Like, we had this place called the Met Center here in Minneapolis, which is essentially where they built the Mall of America. They built it, like, right on top of where the Met Center used to be. And that was, like, a, a pretty big... I guess, wrestling arena, like, way back in the day. The North Stars used to play there, too, before they moved to Dallas. And I remember going to wrestling, like, with my dad and my brother when I was, God, I must have been, like, four or something. It's my one of my earliest memories. Okay, cool. So, let's get into what everyone really wants to talk because, like I said, I get tons of DMs and I get tons of emails from people who want to know how you get into collecting. I don't actually even know how to answer that question because I got into collecting by just accident. Like my the first things I ever collected 
it wasn't really me collecting it. It was more my grandfather was collecting it, and he he got me into comic books. And I before uh. before Hurricane Katrina washed all my collection out, which is why I don't really get into comics as big as I used to. It's only because the stuff I had is irreplaceable. I had a first edition mint condition first print appearance of black panther in the fantastic four like those are things that even if you buy them it for me the sentimental value just it doesn't match it so i kind of just got into collecting on my own the first figures i remember actually going out of my way to buy there was some a cartoon called i think it's called ronin warriors or something some anime and the second thing was these bone crunching wwf add to their figures and those were the first things i literally would go to kb toys i'm dating myself um (laughs) um to to go find and collect those are the first things as a matter of fact i still have a mankind from the to me that's the best mankind figure i've ever had it's signed by it's signed by mick foley and but what got but what was the first time you remember saying to yourself i think i'm a collector yeah, so the bone crunch bone crunchers are where I got into. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, that was like the exact series. I think it was like Bret Hart was the first one that I bought. I think. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess when you're a kid and you like play with toys more often you probably don't consider yourself as much of a collector you right, know right. when i think of collector i think i think of somebody that like organizes their collection or displays their collection or you know like i guess that's what it the type the type of uh, you know mentality that i equate to being a collector but um i don't know i think probably like just recently because i had stuff when i was like in my teens that i kind of quasi collected but then i sold all that stuff you know that just yeah it was it was there were a lot of stuff man there was like original marvel legends figures and legos and you know like yeah i I got bit by the the ebay bug oh you know when things were going like crazy money so i just like i jumped all of it like probably in like 2007 or something like that um i guess seriously that that muhammad ali figure was the first figure that i bought when i started collecting again really that was what got me back into collecting was the storm collectibles muhammad ali yeah um I think Facebook probably knew somehow that I was reading his biography (laughs) (laughs) and they gave me an ad. They gave me an ad for that storm collectibles figure. And I was like, Holy shit. Action figures have come a long way since I used to collect, you know, right. Uh, the sculpt sculpt was super sweet and all that stuff. And yeah, that's the first uh, figure that I bought when I got back in. See, that's awesome to to know that because I don't, I haven't, like I said, I don't know how we started following each other on IG, but I remember, um, I remember seeing that last week that Muhammad Ali, and I think I commented on that, that had to be, that has to be $800, he made a joke back saying, not when I got it, and I, I ended up looking it up later on, I was yeah. like, 
that and seeing how that price has evolved. I mean, the prices of figures just have evolved, period, because it's not just a collector's game anymore. It's a scalper's game, and uh, so many people yeah. just have their hands in there. But um, mo- moving on really fast, um, I do have one question for you. So you're clearly a wrestling fan. Like, it's right now, and, and this is a question I usually end, leave at the end, but I'm, I want to get your opinion on now in case it's a long answer you give. If you had your choice between the AEW figures, and my, mind you, I understand it's still under a year since these figures have debuted. And to me, they still come a long way. Like when I look at uh, the Wave 1, like the facial structures and the printouts, I think it's much more upgraded when I saw uh, Wave 4 and 5 now, the Cody and Kenny Omega, how they've done a much better job. But if you had your choice, what would you say right now is the best figures on the market between AEW figures, the WWE elites? Like, do you th- who do, do you think uh, a company has the, the edge right now as far as figures go? So I think I think AEW has definitely has uh, better marketing and execution behind their releases. Like they they're one of the only uh, toys that in the wrestling world that I know of that sell out in ten minutes. Right. Right. Like the first wave of pre-orders sells out in like ten minutes. So. They've got, you know, and that's uh, that's all Jeremy Padauer right there. I mean, the guy is a FOMO genius. You know, he mm-hmm. he has been in the game. He knows collectors uh, as far as the way that they do their their marketing and releases and stuff like that. I mean, it, they're on a they're on a pretty big tear, I would say. You know, I've seen weeks on ringside collectibles where like eight out of the ten top selling figures are AEW figures. Mm-hmm. You know, right, and that's crazy because just the amount, the amount of mind share that WWE has, the amount of fans that they have, you know, the amount of collectors that collect them. Just knowing that, you know, maybe the runs are smaller with AEW, and that's why they they sell out easier. Um, but it's a good look, you know, it's a good look for your your figures to sell out in ten minutes, especially for your boss. I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get. And, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the photography and, and, and that kind of stuff, I definitely get into prefer that? the AEW figures right now. Yeah. Um, I, uh, pandemic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> pandemic and nothing, nothing, nothing to do, you know, like that's, uh, yeah, that's how I learned. I mean, I, I've only been taking photographs of anything, you know for the past like seven months or whatever i never done crap. photography in the past whatsoever so um so yeah that's like you know that kind of was my introduction to do it i was like oh my god i have so much time on my hands what's something that i can actually you know like learn and and progress at and you know share with people you know there was the answer was toy photography for me i mean i know a lot of people do a lot of different stuff sure that was kind of it for me and i do agree with you that when you're setting the figures up and i haven't taken any pictures i, I barely take pictures of my figures i just um yeah that I, I i i'm not gonna lie i get so intimidated when i see people like you or uh, figure kingdom you guys have your setup so perfect like i actually have a setup and i'm just like yeah i'm not showing this this is embarrassing <laughs> um, but 
like it, it, I agree it's, with you. <laughs> the AEW figures are better. Everybody has to get going, man. That's true. You know, that's true. Get going. Um, but I do agree with you. The AEW figures are much better to, as far as setting up and things of that nature. Um, but I also think the AEW has the advantage because WWE, and I get what they're doing because they're also doing great things marketing as well. They have the basic figures. For those who can't afford a $20 price point, the basic figures yeah. are the $10. But the basic figures are so terrible. There's no articulation. It's it's, it's just not good. And so it's not it's, it's worth, if you're a collector, if you, if you or if, or if you use like action figures or whatever, it's better to use it. But I understand if you don't have the, the funds for it and all that other type of stuff. Um, I will say this, like one of the things that intrigues me about your photography and everything like that is you tend to do, like you, you, you do you do a, a bunch of different stuff? Like, do, do you make your own custom sets or do you go online on eBay and buy them and just have them shipped to you? Like, how does that work for you? Um, some of them I made, some of them I purchased. Um, I do like having like a wide variety of sets to work with. So, you know, I've got like several from that Extreme Sets company, but those are pop-up cardboard dioramas. So if okay. I want stuff that's got like depth, um, I'll either make it or I bought, you know, like Diorama Dad on Instagram. He's the one that sold me that AEW entrance stage that I use quite a bit in my photography. Um, and then, you know, stuff for like uh, medieval uh, figures like Mythic Legions or, or Witcher. I make a lot of that stuff because it's a little simpler to make. Uh, in general, you know, you can be a little rough, and the camera hides a lot sure. of imperfections on things. So, um, yeah, I guess it's just a, a. I've I've taken this relatively seriously, and I've invested pretty heavily in the setups, you know, because that's kind of what makes the shot. I completely agree. So, as we're winding this this pandemic down. Um, hopefully by 2022, obviously there will be a new normal. That's no, that's no denying that. But as this thing winds down, will you continue your photography or was this a thing that you strictly did just to get through the pandemic and get through, uh, the COVID-19? Um, I don't know. I think I'll probably keep doing it. Um, it's just, you know, like I used to play a lot of video games, um, prior to the pandemic like that's what my day job is i i make video games oh okay i didn't um, know that so yeah so like you know that's a big part of my life too but you know doing it every day there's like kind of less and less enjoyment in it so i was looking for a hobby um and it fits i mean it fits pretty well in with my daily routine you know it doesn't seem to be like obtrusive now that you know, work is uh, kind of picking up and, like, maybe we'll go back to the once I go back to the office, we'll have to see, you know, what what that looks like when I got commute times and all that other stuff figured back in. Maybe I'll have less time for it. I don't know. That's, that's fair. That's pretty cool to make video games. Uh, so, I, I want to transition but before we transition, I have one question. If you have someone that comes right to you, they hit you up on IG and your DMs, and they're like, hey, I love your photography. I'm getting into collecting. I know it's an expensive habit, but what are the first three figures I need to get that are accessible and affordable? 
What do you have for him? Oh, oh, that's a horrible question. I know, I don't right? Anything that's affordable. Affordable. I collect Mezco and. I know those are those are very uh, expensive. Collectibles. Yeah. Um. I guess you know, like, it, it depends on what you're into. Let's say if they're into. The, uh, let's say if they're in. Let's say. Into AEW. Let's just make it easy for you. Let's say if they're into AEW, they want to get three figures to start their collection off with. What three figures are you going with? Uh, um, I guess my personal favorites out of the line so far are Kenny Omega from Series 4, but I don't think he's cheap. He's not. Um, unless you can find him at retail. I don't, I've never seen him at retail. Um, series three is usually pretty accessible. That's what's been sitting in, in, in my stores. That's what's been sitting in my stores too. For the past, like, yeah, for four months or whatever. Um, I'd say the Darby Allen is one of the best figures that they've produced so far. The articulation is absolutely insane with that figure. Um, and he's got like just a really cool look to him too. He does. So Darby Allen, I think would be like way up there. And then if you can find some, you know, Lucha Bros, you know, like Penta. Pen, there's a couple of versions of Penta out now. Just insane, too. Um, especially, like, aesthetic-wise, I think he's, like, one of the most photogenic and, and best-looking figures they've done. I, I definitely agree with that. But Darby Allen is, man, he is a, a walking action figure anyway. It's like him and, like, just, it just, he just looks like, the perfect figure to be made with the paint and the skateboard and all that good stuff. So I definitely agree with you on those, but you're right. Unless you can find that way for Kenny Omega, it's not, it's not accessible whatsoever. As far as the price range goes, it's definitely, uh, it's up in the 40 to 50, sometimes $60 range for way four. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, which is crazy because you know, that wave is, that's, been out for a while you know mm-hmm. but i don't know what's going on with i see i see people that are out like in rural areas for some reason all the rural areas get it first their stock more often than yeah i don't know what the, the what it is about that maybe people buy i don't understand how people buy more stuff out there right that doesn't make any sense to me but the stock seems to be fresher somehow the further you get from the city so from, um, yeah, that's true yeah so, it's crazy and so from what I was told, because um, I do frequent comic book shops, uh, that's part of my job, it's my comic books as well, but um, I, was yeah. at, I was at this comic book store, and this guy came in. I was just I was just in the store talking to the owner. I know the guy. And this guy walks in, with, and he has a friend. They have two huge boxes. So I know out here in Colorado, the hustle has been to get buddy-buddy with a Walmart employee, Target employee, and you buy it from them. They then will hide it. How they hide it, I have no idea. They will then hide it, and then they sell it, and they just do it hand-to-hand like it's drugs in the 80s, um, which is crazy that, that this is what it's turned into. But those AEW figures out here, I've been very fortunate that the only figures that I have not bought from retail, but I have not tried, and that was after I spoke to you and two other people, actually. You guys convinced me to start doing pre-ordering. 
So like my Sammy Guevara, Proud and Powerful, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, those are all pre-ordered. But everything else, I was very fortunate enough to find at retail. And I found multiples of them. But you're right. The rural areas somehow get them. But I know out here in Colorado, the big in the city, it's because people are paying off th these employees somehow. That's crazy. That's great. That's craziness. Yeah, I was in I was in a Walmart one day, and one of the guys that does some kind of service for the Walmart, you know, I don't know if he comes there and you know refills some product that Walmart itself doesn't fill or whatever. But he's like, yeah, uh, I grabbed a chase out of that box. Like I was literally <laughs> in the, the toy section, looked at AEWs. He goes, yeah, I work for. You know, I work for one of the vendors, so I frequent, you know, six of the stores every day or whatever, and I just, you know, I keep a lookout for that stuff. And I'm like, dude, I hate you. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I was like, what are you going to do with it? He goes, I sell them on eBay. Oh, I'm like, God. oh, man. Who are those? He doesn't even know how much of a jerk he's being. Right, right. <laughs> if, he, if he does, he probably doesn't uh, care anyway, so... Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, that's that's the vendors, I think, have been, you know, keeping an eye out for that stuff. And, yeah, I've heard of some back alley deal type of stuff, you know, getting getting those things out of there before the uh, general public can come in and shop. Exactly. So as we're transitioning and winding down this interview, I did want to get some wrestling in because I know you watch wrestling. So you said one of your earliest memories was wrestling. That's awesome. What are your thoughts on the current product, AEW or you choose whatever pro promotion you want. You can you choose whatever. I talk about everything on here. So, what is your thoughts on the current product? Do you keep up with as much as you can, or do you only stick to your lane with one or two things? Um, I only watch AEW at this point. Um, I don't know. I think the WWE got kind of like. For, at first, before it got bad, it got to be too much. Like, you're drinking from a fire hose every single week, mm. like, on content, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so that dissuaded me in the first place before before my opinion of their product was, was not so good. It was just, like, trying to keep up was impossible. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, AEW, I just watched, uh, you know, Dynamite every week i don't watch the the two other youtube shows or anything like that so i mean it's it's manageable that way i can fit it and that's like almost all the tv that i watch every week interesting it's dynamite like yeah i watch like a little like my my girlfriend and i will like turn like something on netflix at some point over the weekend but really there's not a lot that I watch and I subscribe to way too much stuff <laughs> to not use any of it. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah. So AEW, AEW, I like the, I like what they're doing with, uh, with a lot of it, to be honest. Um, the, you know, I, I wish it would push Lance, Lance Archer harder. Mm, mm. Um, there's a, there's a few people that I wish would get a push in AEW who, who haven't quite, um, but I like what they're doing. The the pinnacle and the inner circle thing is pretty sweet. So let me ask you a question because um, I have a thought on I have a thought on why they're not pushing people like they like they said because because I said that about Archer maybe a couple months ago on my uh, on show. I personally my thought is I want your opinion on this before we let you go. 
I think because the whole the elite versus both organizations has kind of taken over everything. I've I, me personally, my prediction has been when the elite falls, it's they're gonna fall hard. I I predict I I really truly feel Moose is taking that Impact World Title. I know what just happened on Saturday, but that is that's just gonna build to a real TNA or Impact invasion to where Impact and AW will have to come together to bring down the elite because um there's gonna need to come together eventually to do it i my opinion is omega is is gonna lose that world title the aew title to hangman and that impact yeah. world title to moose i just think the reason why that, that's why I, to me i just look at what they're doing with hangman and they're just mixed slowly and you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of when becky lynch had was had the summer before she turned heel before she became the biggest star in the company she was just slowly working her way up the card it felt like a wwe video game where you're playing the same people over and over for months and finally you get that world title match it feels like to me hangman is just slowly building building and then i just have a feeling that at all out when that crowd explodes they're going to explode for him winning that world title i that's my reason that's my thinking of why they're not pushing people like archer because he's not factored in to those plans, if that makes any sense. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think Hangman's the only person who should rightfully take the, the title off of Omega. You know, like, that's a that's a two-year storyline. Yes. Essentially, you know, that they've been building. And that's why, that's what I love about wrestling, is two-year-long storylines with huge payoffs. Like, you know, they did a lot of nuance things throughout, and they've always kind of kept it simmering. You know, they've never let it die for too long or anything like that. It's always just been there, right? Um, and that's by de- that's by design. You sure. know, it's just to make sure that you're aware of their issue. You know, whether they're fighting or not, it's because they're building towards something really, really big. And yeah, I think Hangman should take a title from him. Um, and yeah, Moose would be freaking fantastic to take the title off of Omega if you were to if you were to win the Impact title. I have a feeling that there's been a a purchase or that there's going to be a purchase. You know, like I did a tweet like six months ago now of Do you watch Always Sunny? Have you seen the Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I'm not caught up to it, but you can talk about. It. I, I I I only thing I haven't watched is like the last season. Okay, so there's an old episode where Mac and Charlie work at this company, and Charlie's trying to re- figure out who this guy named Pepe Silvia is. Okay, I know where you're going. And he's got this, like, big big conspiracy wall. That's like, I put this tweet out, like, six months ago that said, I'm going to die on this hill, you know? Like, when AEW's second show comes around, it's going to probably be a mix of, you know, uh, AEW and Impact talent. Mm-hmm. And that's, I still, I still think that that's what's going to happen because, you know, they're a couple of months out and it's just getting closer and closer, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, that's what my, that's what my feeling is, but there's enough talent in ADW where they could probably use that second show to build some of the people that they do have too. I completely so agree. I, completely I, I agree. don't know. No, I completely agree. Now, I appreciate your time. The very last question I'll let you get out of here with. Talk about your collecting. Talk about your favorite figures. Do you have a favorite match of, in wrestling of all time at all? Or do you have something that's close to it? 
Mm. Oh my god. Um, I don't know. A lot of people don't like the match. Uh, that's one of my favorites. It's the one that I we did like a WrestleMania like compilation thing this uh, like a couple months back, and I did WrestleMania fourteen. Uh, which was Austin versus HBK, <laughs> and HBK, HBK's back was destroyed in that match, even going into right. it. So he didn't, perf- he didn't perform the way that he normally does. But if you just look at his face, just let, just the amount of like effort that he put into making that a match, I think was like super commendable. You know, and he took that. He took the stunner like a champ, and he took that punch from Tyson like a champ, even though he was, like, dead. So, I don't know. That was one of my favorite build-ups and matches. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. This is I See Things a Little Differently. We are out.